G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post Preview Podcast for the weekend of Saturday, October 21. I am John Barker. Joining me as usual, the Jackal, Carl Diorio and Jackpot Joel Marshall. Well, Joel, the Caulfield Cup hasn't had much in the way of international raiders in the past couple of years, but this year we've got last year's Melbourne Cup winner, uh, hoping to follow in the footsteps of Viewed and Dunedin by winning the Caulfield Cup the year after. And we've got a significant squad of uh, overseas horses uh, taking him on. Yeah, indeed, Marks. It's uh, exciting. Um, trying to just measure up all these different form lines. Three of them having their first run in Australia. And a couple, of course, we've seen a, a couple of times. So, yeah, it's definitely added to uh, the depth this year. And I think, uh, you know, like the last couple of years, we've probably had some... Uh, slightly lesser standard winners, but I think we're going to get a good horse win it on Saturday. And uh, Carl, what's your assessment of uh, the overseas horses? Because you uh, do study the Northern Hemisphere form fairly closely. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting mix. I suppose West Wind Blows, we saw him in the Turnbull run second. I think um, he did have to cover a lot of extra ground, but... Um, I think he's a horse that lacks acceleration, but he's he's a very gritty, determined uh, horse. He, he reminds me a little bit of the um, Torfield Cup winner of uh, Pat Cosgrave uh, in recent years, where he sat three wide uh, for much of the trip and he still won. Uh, in the Godolphin Colours, uh, the horse's name just escapes me. Um, all the not all the good. It was the one more recent than that. Um, uh, I will, I will suss it out. But yeah, he 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 has the ability to have a be ridden ugly and still stick on. So barrier two, whether he gets shuffled or crossed, that's going to be an interesting thing for him. Break up is an on pacer. Uh, barrier five probably works out nicely for him. Bile reports did have a good blow after his gallop at Caulfield on Tuesday morning, and whatever he does on Saturday, he'll improve on with a view to the Melbourne Cup. The uh, current trainers only had him for three runs. Uh, the other runners, uh, of course, you have then Ohika Sushi, who is a dry tracker, 2,400 metres, his absolute optimum distance. Uh, just a query on whether he's up to it class-wise. Same can kind of be said for Valiant King, although I am a little bit more in his corner. He looks to be a really nice, improving Northern Hemisphere three-year-old who has um, some nice form lines behind a few progressive horses. But uh, a real interesting mix of of uh, proven performers and, and maybe uh, those on the up. All right. Well, uh, best solution, I think, was the horse you were thinking That's of. That's the one. That's the one. Um, we will get to the Caulfield Cup fairly shortly. We will take you right through the black type at Caulfield. There's also... Uh, more rich action on at uh, Randwick on Saturday, which we'll get to next. We'll start at Caulfield. We'll go right through the black type. It starts in race two. This is the Ned's Classic 2,000 metres set weights for three-year-olds at group three level. Obviously, uh, these looking to kick on to the derby in a fortnight, fortnight's time. It's better known as the Norman Robinson. It was also known as the Caulfield Classic for some time. And uh, fun fact, Saddlecloths 1 and 2 account for 8 of the past 14 winners. And if the market's correct, it's going to be 9 out of 15. And 7 of the past 10 winners have jumped from gate 7 or wider. bit unlikely in Saturday's field because there's only 8 runners. Uh, but the Bussett and Young stablemates are in the pole position, if that's the case, uh, in barriers 7 and 8, Sun Source and Sunsets. Joel... 
the market's pretty much saying put down your glasses. It's Riff Rocket. What say you? Yeah, look, he was very dominant the other day at Flemington. Uh, he's, he's very, very short. Was he about a dollar forty? Look, I think he's got most of them covered. I think there's one horse there that just has that bit of upside and might just go to another level. And I, I can have a couple of dollars at big odds on number seven, to be frank. Uh, he's a well-bred colt by El Menzor. The debut run was good over 1,500. He only beat three horses on the Pakenham Synthetic last start, but he did it nicely. He's got a good action on him. They quickly put the blinkers on him up in trip and just know that horses from this stable can improve rapidly. So, look, I, you know, I thought at $26 for a horse that is untapped, we can have a bit of a play on him. Two Riff Rocket, very hard to beat. And then five sunsets and four gold bullions. Seven, two, five, four. I'm a little bit surprised how short uh, Riff Rockets is. Uh, in saying that, I, I have got uh, gold bullion on top. I, I just felt that gold bullion uh, found the line uh, really well last time. He, he looks a horse that, uh, ha, you know, he, he can stay. He, the, the, the thing I liked about his last uh, win was that, that pressure continually built in the race. And he was strong through the line from his trailing position, as opposed to I suppose Riff Rocket. Uh, Riff Rocket, it uh, he settled behind a very slow speed. It turned into a dash home, and he clearly had the best turn of foot in a race where his opposition was quite dour. So I think Gold Bullion at the price ahead of Riff Rocket. The Puller in for third. We finished behind Riff Rocket last time, and then Sunsets in for fourth. Four, two, three, and five. Uh, I am with Riff Rocket. To beat Sunsets, Sun Source, and Gold Bullion 2, 5, 1, and 4. Race 3 at Caulfield on Saturday. Schweppes Ethereal Stakes. This is the Phillies division. Uh, it's also at Group 3 level. Obviously, these ones mainly en route to the Oaks. And it is, in fact, uh, while the Caulfield or the Neds Classic is set weights, this is set weights and penalties. And as a result, the Group 1 winner, Tropical Squall. Uh, is having to give them two kilos and three kilos. Uh, fun facts about the ethereal. I think I have got some. No last start winner has won since Pino in 2017. Well, that was only six years ago. But uh, Tropical Squall, Connor Sana and Bond Mistress are the last start winners here, looking to break that drought. And Saddlecots five and up account for eight of the past nine ethereal stakes winners. So maybe the... Penalty is uh, a little bit more significant than you might think. Uh, Joel, do you think the last start group one winner is the one to beat here? Oh, look, she's certainly going to be hard to beat and a deserved favourite. Uh, I'm going with number eight, Wings of Song, to hopefully knock her off. I've been sort of following her quite closely. I thought the Mooney Valley run was good, uh, trying to run down the leader, Connor Sanna, and she couldn't quite do that. But I think the step up in distance... Is a big plus. Um, I'm possibly a little bit worried that Billy Egan's sticking with Autumn Angel. So um, I guess that dents my confidence a little bit. But I'll go with number eight to beat one Tropical Squall, three Coco Sun ticking over nicely for this longer trip, and four Autumn Angel obviously brings the good form through the Stut Stakes and the Caulfield Guineas winner, Griff. Eight on top of one, three, and four. Big fan of Coco Sun. She's my uh, long-range Oaks filly, and I'm sticking with her. I thought she did a great job first up in the Jim Maloney, and then last time in the Edward Manifold, uh, just hit a bit of a flat spot, and I was concerned on the home turn, but the last 200 metres was extremely encouraging. 
up to the 2,000 metres, uh, she should be really uh, suited here. So on an each-way basis, at a good double-figure price, ahead of all the Angel, uh, nice third behind Griff in the Stutt Stakes. One tropical squall in for third. I can't have her at, at that price. And for fourth, Kansana. Uh, I've gone uh, three, four, one and five in the ethereal. I am with, uh, I like Billy Egan, I'm sticking with Autumn Angel with the Griff form to beat Tropical Squall, Everlasting Kiss and Connasana, 4, 1, 12 and 5. Race 4 at Caulfield on Saturday, Stowe Storage. Gothic Stakes, 1,200 metre listed race for three-year-olds, set weights and penalties. Joel? You didn't have a lot of confidence here, but I've gone with number seven, Dark Halo. He's always shown plenty of talent. I think he's had some barrier issues, which has sort of prevented him getting to the races earlier than he did. Uh, but he ran right up to his trial form when winning at Wyong, jumped straight to the front and was never really in doubt. A couple of horses have come out of that race to win since. It's obviously a step up in class, but I think he looks progressive enough to handle it. So we'll go with him on top of two, Don Corleone, who's probably the class runner. Uh, didn't quite show up in the the best Sydney races this time in, but dropped back to 1,100 in the Dane Hill from, ga- uh, from gate one and ran a really good race. So he's back on track. And I'll put a couple of the fillies in next. Ten gumdrops is a filly that's always trialled well. So that's why she went on debut at $1.60 at sale. Did go down there, but off a break, was able to win first up at Ballarat. And I think she might be a bit of value for your exotics. The number eight for Siles, a fast filly, uh, resumed with a neat win at Warwick Farm. Seven from two, ten and eight. Dog with Don Corleone, not a lot of confidence, same as Joel. Placed in the Danehill Stakes last time behind Stretton Angel. Draws barrier two, should get a favourable run in midfield and be strong late from one Arkansas kid who pulled up with cardiac arrhythmia first up, so willing to forgive that performance. Uh, and draws kindly in barrier one. I expect him to be quite prominent. And I, I did hear reports leading into his first up run that uh, the Sabre were particularly happy with him. So uh, maybe worth uh, speculating on, on Arkansas Kid. Uh, Facile in for third and Dark Halo in for fourth. I've gone two, one, eight and seven. Same numbers for me. Slightly different order. Don Corleone on top two to beat Dark Halo, Facile and Arkansas Kid. Two, seven, eight, one. Race five at Caulfield on Saturday, a race that is not usually on this card, but uh, with the reshuffle of the Melbourne Racing Club's spring program, it appears here. It is uh, the Manhurry Metals 1,000 Guineas Prelude, so usually run in September. 1,400 metres, set weights and penalties, Group 2, three-year-old fillies. Joel? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, there's quite a few chances here. In saying that, I'm pretty confident that number seven, Azula, is going to run a good race. I'm surprised that she's $15. I think that's pretty good odds. She's a talented filly, didn't have much luck on debut when crossed early, and then second start straight to the front, won really well, did a bit of work there. Up to Brisbane, won again, and then took on the JJ Atkins and couldn't get to the front, was caught wide, and it was possibly an end of run prep. She's had two nice trials up in Sydney, Tim Clark, Aboard in both of them, and here he is uh, on her first up. So 1,400 first up, never easy, but uh, we know this stable can do it. So I think she's well over the odds. I think she's going to run a really good race. Nine rows of Shalar is a really good roughie at, I think, about 60 to 1. She showed good promise in that first prep, took on the Cap Don Teeb's first up, didn't have a lot of luck, was held up 
for moments at the straight, but she finished off well, 1100 to 1400, but she's out of a high chaparral mare, so I expect it to suit. Uh, for Zorian, didn't draw well at the Valley first up, and sort of the race passed her by. I expect her to improve sharply. And interesting runner over from New Zealand, number 16, Matawai, was quite impressive winning on debut, and now has her first start for the Price and Kent Yard from Barrier 1. But there's a stack of other horses you can uh, entertain here. Seven from nine, four, and 16. Champagne Stakes uh, race at Mooney Valley, I suppose, is the main form race. And I've gone with the trifecta uh, in my first four. Curvalant on top, the uh, Champagne Stakes winner to beat. Uh, lo love, lovely Looking, who's the only horse that didn't come through the uh, Champagne Stakes in my first four. I think she's bred to excel over this extra journey and, and will shape as a major player in the Thousand Guineas later in the year. And then I have got the minor place getters in the Champagne Stakes of Inhibitions and Bossy Nick. I've gone 3, 12, 8 and 2. Inhibitions for me to beat Lazago, Azula and Lovely Lookin'. 8, 1, 7 and 12. Race 6 at Caulfield on Saturday. The McCafe Sprint, 1,000 metres. A handicap. Uh, the minimum of 53. Lofty Strike has 59. The rest of them have either 53 or 54. Uh, Carl has spoken to Julius Sandu in the winning post this week. And uh, this run will very much determine where Lofty Strike goes en route to... Um, oh, no. Well, he's pretty much going straight into the... He'll be going straight from here into uh, the... Into the uh, Champions the RT champion sprint, indeed, in a fortnight's time. Uh, fast facts about the McCafe sprint. No winner has jumped from a double-figure barrier since Jetspur in 2005. Well, that continues because there's only seven in it. Mares have won five of the past ten, and uh, that's not going to be improved here because they're all males. Six of the past nine winners have carried 54 kilos or less, so that's all of them except Lothy Strike. Uh, Joel, which way have you gone here? Uh, I've led the way of number two generation. He's a hard horse to catch and he hasn't won for a while, but I just like the weight. Um, with the weights being compressed, I know weight shouldn't matter too much over a 1,000 metres, but he's pretty well in with 54 kilos and he's a good Caulfield horse. The first up run was good behind Asfura, and then I think you can forgive the Group 1 miss in the Moya. He's not a Group 1 horse for a start, and... Uh, he sort of got shuffled out of it at the start and the race just passed him by. So, as I say, he's got a good Caulfield record. I think it's an eight-kilo swing from his clash with the lofty strike in the Rubiton, uh, where he got checked late, so the, the margin was a bit misleading. So, I'm going to lean his way from one lofty strike, class sprinter, hasn't won over the 1,000. Um, sometimes, you know, you really need a 1,000-metre horse for these races, but he will be charging over the top late. In for third, Number six, Spacewalk, and for fourth, number five, Midwest. Two, one, six, and five. Yeah, lofty strike on top for me. He's uh, resuming here off two, Cranbourne jump out seconds. And I think the way that the track might play, we saw them get off the fence on the first meeting on Caulfield Guineas Day. They certainly wanted to be at least four metres away from the rail. And obviously, the rail was out 12 metres on the Wednesday. So I'd expect they'd be using plenty of the track, and that might just play into the hands of lofty strike to finish home over the top. Ahead of Spacewalk, General Bow, and Generation, that trio all... Um, well, Spacewalk comes from the back, but General Bow and Generation will certainly be uh, prominent. I've gone one, six, four, and 2 I'm with Lofty Strike 2 to beat Spacewalk, General Bow, and Indian Pacific, one, six, four, and 3 
First leg of the Quaddy on Caulfield Cup Day is race seven. It is the Sharp EIT. Tristark stakes 1,400 metres, set weights and penalties for mares at Group 2 level, Joel. Yeah, not well placed under the weight conditions, but I'm going to go with number nine, Call Die. She's a talented mare, better than one win from nine, suggests. I uh, thought her first two runs back from a spell were good. She kicked off at 1,400 and ran a good second. And then the next race was just a, a walking race, really, where that how good uh, you controlled things in front. And Call Die just over-raced a bit, but did all right to hang on for second. She then went to the Niverson off a bit of a freshen and I thought worked the line really well. So step up in distance suits and... Um, yeah, the Gerald Ryan stable usually go pretty well when they send their horses south. So going to have something each way on her to be too skew if. Obviously, we missed out on seeing her at Flemington when scratched from the barriers. Last start, Group 1 winner is uh, a class mare. She should get a good run from that gate. In for third, number eight, Say Magic. Said the two runs back at 1,200, and they've both been good. Uh, the latest behind Star Patrol against the boys, so back against her own sex. Should help, and five wrote to Arataki. Uh, back on track last start, sitting wide and performing very gamely, I thought, in the Blazer stakes. Nine from two, eight and five. I'm also with Call Die. Granted, as Joel said, not suited by the weight scale, but she's better than her 78 rating reflects. And uh, her last start run, the Nivison when dropping back in distance, was very uh, satisfactory. And up to the 1,400 from barrier five should get a favourable run. So I've got her on top. Ahead of number four, Shuffle Dancer, who uh, has been uh, competitive at both 1,400-metre runs this campaign and just seems to be building fitness through this prep. Say Magic, I'm not convinced there's a 1,400-metre horse, but I am a big fan of hers, and I'm, I'm definitely including her in my numbers as a result, and skew FN for fourth. Uh, nine, four, eight, and two. Say Majik for me to beat Skewif, wrote to Arataki and Call Die, eight to five and nine. Second leg of the Quaddy at Caulfield on Saturday. Race eight, Ned's Munga Stakes. Set weights and penalties for four year olds and up uh, over 1,400 metres at Group 3 level, Joel. Yeah, not much confidence here. I'll give the fortune teller another chance, although well, I do think he's probably looking for 1,600. I was sort of half thinking that second up at Flemington when I tipped him and he, he had the right run, just didn't quicken. Um, Tamerlane really controlled things in front. But I thought he battled on quite well. So I'm going to lean his way from five, Ungawa. Very consistent. Certainly a win's not far away. Uh, seven cause for concern and three, Buffalo River, two, five, seven and three. I've gone with El Tivo on top. Uh, didn't have the best of luck first up when very short in betting at Randwick over the 1,400, then was placed... Uh, last time over the mile and on that occasion uh, just you know just peaked on his effort over the last hundred meters after jumping from a wide barrier but here further ready to peak now and 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 win from cause for concern who was a little bit uh, tardy out the barriers got the long way back and ran home strongly for fourth in the guild guide the third I'm putting in number three Buffalo River who we know will uh, look the winner for a long way and then for fourth number five um Gower Certainly, I think one of the, the, the lay bets of the day is Nunthorpe. I, I can't see her winning with the high pressure of Buffalo River up front. I've gone eight, seven, three, and five. Oh, well, there you go, Carl, because I am with Nunthorpe. But then again, when you declare that bloody, uh, that uh, West Wind Blows had absolutely no chance in the... Well, I suppose you were right, didn't win, but still, 
did go better than uh, the, than the Hong Kong horse. Anyway, I'm sticking with Nunthorpe. I was with uh, Nunthorpe when scratched last week. Umgawa, Altiva, Buffalo River, 10, 5, 8 and 3. The big one is race nine, third leg of the quaddy at Caulfield on Saturday. It's worth $5 million. It is a handicap. It's over 2,400 metres. Uh, there are eight and a half kilos from top weight to bottom weight. And it is called the Carlton Draft Caulfield Cup. Joel? Yeah, listeners may have to forgive me. I'm losing my voice a bit here with a, with a bad cough. But I'll press on with the Caulfield Cup. And I'm going with Duke de Sessa. I've just been watching him and following him. This prep, I've been pretty happy with his runs in the Memsey and the Turnbull. The one little query I have is that he's probably going to be better on a track with a bit of given it, but he has performed quite well on dry ground in Europe earlier in his career. He showed plenty of promise and the Ma used to stable. Certainly been talking him up for quite a while. So just thought 53 kilos down in weight, he's going to need a little bit of luck, but I thought at good odds, he can run you a good race. I reckon the Waterhouse spot team will be really happy with where Hu Yamel is at. He said the three runs back. All at weight for age wasn't sort of up on the pace in his first couple. And then got to the Hill Stakes, sat handy and looked the winner. And just got run down late by Mondefilio, who had a really neat turn of foot having been held up. So I think down to 53, out and trip, he'll be close to the speed. I think he'll give you a really good run for your money. And then the class inform runners next best one goal trip and eight Sulcum. Nine from ten, one and eight. Well, I've gone with two without a five. I thought he was um fantastic first up in the underwood. It's everything you wanted to see from him over the eighteen hundred metres. Um I think he'd be a live chance in the Cox plate if he ran next week. Um but acknowledge that he's a fantastic horse fresh and they've picked the Caulfield Cup instead of the Cox plate, and I just can't go against him with the fifty five and a half. So Got him on top from Sulkham, who just does look the main uh, danger to him. He, he drops in weight. He's been racing in fantastic form and, and is uh, going to have plenty of admirers. For third, Valiant King, I, I think he's a great chance. I like the fact he's drawn barrier one. He will uh, position handy to the pace. He's got no weight in his back. Hopefully settles three back the fence and just rides for luck. And if he gets it, he can be awfully dangerous. And then for fourth, Duke to Sessa Horse 9, who just... I worry it's going to be too dry for him, but at 2,400 metres in a handicap, he's really in this race. I've gone 2, 8, 18 and 9. Uh, West wind blows for me. Made him the best on the program to beat Breakup, Solcom and Akita Sushi in a big day, uh, a big race for the Raiders. Um, fast facts about the Caulfield Cup. Just the two, four of the past five winners have been last start winners. Well, that's only Gold Trip and Montefilia. And eight of the past 14 have jumped from double-figure barriers. So don't be too scared to back one if it is drawn out wide. Finishing the program at Caulfield on Saturday. Race 10 is the Carlton Draft Alingi Stakes. 1,100 metres listed set weights and penalties for fillies and mares. Joel? I have a little something on number two, bound for home here. I guess jury's out whether she has sort of come back this prep. But I thought first up run wasn't too bad behind Vivienne. And they, they gave her a bit of a fresh and came back and, and ran in the Cockrum. And she just over-raced a bit, stepping up to 1,200 metres. And that Cockrum stakes, I reckon, was a stronger race than this is on Saturday with uh, with Benedetta and, and the Godolphin mare coming out of that race. Uh, she's been back to the jump outs, jumped out well. The tongue tie goes on. I like the drop back to 1100, and I think 
the way the map looks, she can just camp on the back of, you know, from barrier three, she can just camp on the, the two leaders that are drawn one and two. So I think she'll land right there, just behind the speed. And I think at big odds, yeah, she's worth a, if you've been with her, certainly stick with her. I haven't been with her, so I'm, I'm happy to step in now at good odds. And I think it's what is a winnable race, uh, dropping down in class. No knock on five, Vivian. She's just absolutely flying. She'll be hard to beat again. Eight, Willing a Beast has got a touch of class. And 11, Ganati. She's always had plenty of class. Just, uh, you know, few issues at the gates and a bit of bad luck in her race has probably prevented her from reaching her true potential. But it was a nice win first up. Maybe a confidence booster. I'll finish the day each way, number two, from 5, 8 and 11. Willing a Beast on top for me. Uh, first up resumes with a nice fourth behind... Red card, the runner-up in that race was Smashing Eagle, who ran on strongly, as he always does, and the third horse is Airman. I think that's a pretty good form race for this, up against her own age group. She's been back to the trials, finished second in a uh, Newcastle trial, uh, and I just really like when Chris Lees brings uh, one of his mares down for this race. Uh, he does have a, a decent record when he does travel them down to, to Melbourne as well, particularly the fillies and mares. So, I've got Wollonga Beast on top on an each-way basis from five Viviane, 11 Gennady, and three Vespertine, one to improve through this campaign. Eight, five, 11, and three. I went for Gennady, made her my value bit for the day. To beat Miss Middle Park, Viviane, and H2O, 11, 9, 5, and 1. So, as just mentioned, my best race, nine, number six, West Wind Blows. Value bet race, 10, number 11, Gennady. Uh, Joel's best was Azula, race five, number seven, and his value bet was, we just heard about race 10, number two, bound for home. Uh, so, in fact, all our value bets up against each other because Carl's is race 10, number eight, willing a beast, and his best is up against mine in the cup, race nine, number two, without a fight. Randwick is the venue for Sydney Racing on Saturday. There is no actual black type there, but there is one very rich race, and that is race eight, five diamonds prelude, 1,500 metres, set weights and penalties. It is worth a million bucks, and it is for five-year-olds only. Joel? Yeah, I've got my number six, Waterford. Um, it's getting close to with the stage where he really needs to step up and, and win one of these races, but... Look, his form's not that bad. His first two runs back were very good in races not run to suit and the Theo Marks and the Shannon. And then coming back in distance in the Alan Brown, he was quite easy to oppose, I thought, that day because uh, it just wasn't the right setup. And he, he ended up finishing midfield and, and was beaten about three lengths. So it wasn't a disgraceful run. Back to 1,500. And hopefully he can just get a bit of cover midfield, just settle a little bit closer. And if he can, then I think he's going to be very hard to hold out. And seven... $7.50 is probably what you need each way quote for him now, and you're getting that. I thought his stable make democracy manifest would be hard to beat. Very good win in the Cameron second up, and then a strong performance in the Epsom uh, with the lightweight, but it was a really good run there. Um, so he's certainly gone to a new level this time in. Uh, five, Cotille, hard watch if you're on him first up. He probably should have won that Alan Brown. He got held up and checked a couple of times in the straight, and then savage the line to just miss. And in for fourth, number three, Palmetto. Well, he was in a similar boat to uh, Waterford in that he was coming back in distance third up, which was a negative in the Allen Brown. But he ran quite well. He draws nicely. He can settle just off the speed and, and be competitive again. Six on top from two, five, and three.
also Waterford on top for me for the same reasons Joel outlined. <clears throat> Cattell in for second. Uh, really luckless in that Alan Brown and, and, and all things being equal, probably should have won. Third, number two, Democracy Manifest. Also uh, just ran out of the room in the key stage in the Epsom back towards the inside. And then Palmetto in for fourth. I've gone six, five, two and three. And Waterford was Joel's best on the program, race eight, number six. Joel, tell us about your value bet. Yeah, it comes up in race nine, and there's probably a couple of horses that I, I, I can back in this race. I'll tip Chris Lees during the trifecta. Uh, I'll put number 11, Lock Eagle, on top. He's had two runs back from a spell. He's, he's finished ninth of 11, ninth of 12. And I don't think the runs have been all that bad. He's had 58 kilos in decent benchmark 58s, and he's been, yeah, as I said, hasn't been beaten too far. Uh, the latest race was behind Vienna Princess. We saw her come out and win the Silver Eagle last week. So he won third up last prep, uh, one of the heat of the provincial midway championships. And he is third up here on Saturday and the blinkers go on. So I think he's ready. He drops to 52 and a half. Uh, Dylan Givens, you would think, would have had the pick of a, a couple of these lightweights from the Lee Stable. And he goes with him. He's a bit hard to step into super confidently because of his pattern. But if he gets the breaks... I think he'll run well. He gets a, a decent weight swing on his stablemate Spangler, who did win that provincial championship final. He's a chance. And I thought the other one at the big odds in that race, the stablemate, number 14, Rogue Bear. Uh, he's got a bit of potential in his second Australian prep. So value bet Lock Eagle, but if you're looking for something at even bigger odds, maybe Rogue Bear. Best bet smashing Eagle, race six, number seven, get back, run on type. He's got a, he's got a wonderful turn of foot. He just needs an ounce of luck, but he's been finishing on the heels of some very nice horses of late. And uh, he'll hopefully get his chance to shine on the weekend. Just needs a bit of clear galloping room late. And race 10, number seven, Pizarro, is my value bet. Pizarro is a, a horse that has been unplaced from both runs this campaign, but his most recent effort saw him finish just over a couple of lengths behind Airman. Both times has drawn wide and again has to start from a wide barrier, but I'm just hoping that with added fitness, and maybe a bit of pressure in this race might see him get home over the top. All righty. Carl, they are racing on the course proper again at Morfordville on Saturday. What have you found for us there? Morfordville, as I'm just clicking through, it is uh, an interesting uh, card. I've gone with Foxy Femme, race nine, number four, as my va uh, best bet. Now, Foxy Femme has been thereabouts, I think, uh, four consecutive placings in a row. Uh, really bursting to win, and uh, this does look a, a suitable assignment with Dominic Tenor remaining in the saddle. Last time, finished third behind Aztec Dancer, and that was uh, coming home from the back of the field at Murray Bridge in a steadily run race. So hopefully there's a little bit more tempo here over 1,050. My value bet is who shot Susie in the last race, 10 number five. Now, who shot Susie's trained by Simon Zara, Will Price, the apprentice, takes the ride. Uh, who shot Susie uh, did win a nice thousand meter race over Miss Rosiano, the the group winning two year old at Packham over a thousand meters last prep, and then was uh, competitive behind the likes of Katsu and Fizuto. Those four lines really well uh, read well for this event, particularly when uh, she only carries fifty seven kilos after Will Price's one and a half kilo claim. The top three in saddlecloth order. Uh, must be respected, but I just think she's too attractively weighted. And at ten dollars, it's a, it's a great bet. Joel, any thoughts on Adelaide? 
Uh, nothing for me there this week, Barks. All right. Well, we'll head north to Brisbane, where once again we are racing at Eagle Farm, Carl. Eagle Farm, well, uh, the listeners, the loyal listeners will recognise them continually being loyal with one horse, and that's Shah of Goma, race eight, number one. That's my best bet of the day. This is a horse that gets back and, and runs on. Uh, past two starts has been placed in Brisbane, and in both those occasions has found himself uh, back in the field in steadily run races and just smashing the line. I'm hoping that the stars align and, and from barrier three might not get as far back. And again, should be suited by Eagle Farm, the, the big track. But it must be said, the horses that he's been beaten by of late haven't been uh, anything to be embarrassed about. Star of Chaos was an informed mare uh, when he finished second to her on September 2. And my value bet is quality time, race six, number six. This is a horse second up from a spell. First up was fourth over the 1,400 metres. Second up last campaign was sixth in the Benzigo Golden Mile and was quite unlucky in that event, held up from the 400 to the 150-metre mark. Looks well-placed in this open handicap, just a couple of kilos off the limit weight. So uh, that's, I think, around about $7, certainly worth an each-way bet. Joel, thoughts in Brisbane? Yeah, I'll be having a Ryan Maloney double. So we'll kick off race four, number 10, Andalus. Looks extremely well-placed at the set weight. Should be giving every other horse at least eight and a half kilos and and he's here with just two over the minimum. Uh, his first up run in Sydney, he over-raced quite badly, and I thought didn't do too bad a job to beat uh, close to half a field home, beaten four lengths. So they've taken the blinkers off, put them, uh, put the winkers on, and put a crossover noseband on. So you get better with another run under the belt. But a New Zealand derby runner-up, fifth in the Queensland derby, 1,800 should be far enough. The market has found him, but maybe a bit of value by taking the double into the next race. Number three, Regal Pom. Uh, thought he could win again. He was second to Shibley two runs back, which is a good form line. And then he was strong last start with the 59 kilos. Uh, he likes to push forward in his races. Has drawn a bit wide, but there's a couple of other on-speed runners out there with him. So hopefully he gets a nice card across. And I think he can win again. Two black-type races at Ascot in Perth on Saturday. First of them is race seven, Furthy R.S. Crawford Stakes. Uh, this is a 1,000-metre listed event at set weights and penalties. Our Perth man, Greg Hooper, likes number two, Acromantula, to beat Red Can Man, Baby Paris and My Bella May, two, seven, six, and four. And race eight is the Eurythmic Stakes, 1,400 metres, also set weights and penalties. This one is a group three. Hoops likes Valor Road to beat Bustler. River Rubicon and Fanta, four, six, ten, and eight. Hoops' best race six, number nine, Ripcord. Value bet race four, number nine, D'Amber. Earlier in the day across the Tasman, Joel, it is Sarton Memorial Day at Tarapa, and they're also racing in the capital at Trentham. Yeah, waiting till late in the day. Uh, Tarapa, my best race, ten, number five, Sir Sterling. A nice progressive four-year-old, this guy is... Second ever start, he ran a really good race in a, in a hot field on Caracamillion night and then was able to win his maiden before tackling group races his next couple. He resumed from a spell in benchmark grade here at Tarapa and got the job done nicely. So I think he's certainly on the way up. He's won two out of six, as I said, with a, a three of those runs being in stakes class. So I think he can go on with it. And my value bet is race nine, number 14, Al Jumala. Possibly one run short, but I thought the first up run was quite promising. 
over 1,400, just stuck on quite well behind the place getters, will be fitter and step up to the mile suits. And at Trentham, uh, the feature is the Group 3 Thompson Handicap, Race 8. And I've made my best number four, Soldier Boy. I think he looks the best place to take advantage of the compressed weights. Uh, Bilardo Boy has been good to us a couple of times recently when he's been able to take advantage of a, a compressed weight scale. But today, also on Saturday, he's the one that's got to be lumped with 59 and then there's a big gap down to the rest of them. Soldier Boy's had two runs back. Last run was good with 60 and a half. He plummets down to 53. And he's a horse that's been competitive in group class before. So I think he's really well placed. And my value bet is in the last race nine, number seven, Mel Furion. Lightly raced six-year-old. He had 12 months off after the debut run, returned with a nice third, uh, then ran second, and then was able to break through third up. He resumes from a spell. He get better over further than 1,600, but he's got a strong finish on him. And hopefully he doesn't get too far back, and I think he'll be able to finish over the top of them. Alrighty, that wraps up a massive Saturday of racing around Australasia. Brings us to our best $20 bet of the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Well, they say form is temporary, class is permanent, and after a few pretty ordinary weeks, we uh, bounced back last week. When I say we, uh, it was good, uh, very, very um, gentlemanly of you, Joel, to uh, wrap the lazy lobsters on uh, <laughs> X last week and say, oh, you know, some great results in the lazy lobsters. Well, <laughs> well, uh, a great result for you. You're running double, which uh, for $20 on the... Super Tab returned $245, well, $265.50. That's a $245 profit. Um, my Asfura uh, Uncommon James Chain of Lightning Trifecta and Quinella, I managed to turn 20 into 30, basically. So that was pretty weak. Should have just gone the straight out trifecta rather than box it. And uh, Carl, well, I wish I win. Uh, great run. But uh, unfortunately, on the Super tab, it uh, resulted in, uh, well, it only paid $1.80 the place. So, anyway, there you go. Joel, you've uh, much, having, having just hit that hole in one, you've got the honour. All right, Barks. Yeah, well, we, we both went a little bit funky with our bets last week. So, I reckon let's stick with the, stick with the winning plan. And I'm going to go a, another running double. So, we'll go at Randwick, race eight, numbers two and six. That's Democracy Manifest and Waterford. Into race nine, 11 and 14. That is Lock Eagle and Rogue Bear. Yeah, well, my uh, $20 bet was going to be nice and simple with uh, without a fight. But uh, just as we're talking in the last five minutes, Racing Victoria have notified that uh, without a fight has uh, presented with lameness in the left front and will be re-examined by vets tomorrow. And so also non-conformist is lame in the right hind. So, as a result, I will box five horses up in the Caulfield Cup in the trifecta and just hope that they get in. My numbers will be two, five, eight, nine, and 18. So, those horses are, without a fight, Francesco Guardi, uh, Sulcum, Duke de Sessa, and Valiant King. 
258918. Yes, that's right. And uh, Joel, just to recheck your uh, running double, it was two and six into 11 and 14. Yeah, race eight at Randwick. Okay, and I'm going to go in the cup as well. I'm going to go for the very honest West Wind Blows. I'm going to have five a win, 15 the place. Uh, that leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already, folks. Uh, it is in it is online as we speak in shops first thing Friday morning with all the form for Friday, Saturday and Sunday, including full form guide this Sunday for three cup days at Seymour, Horsham and Coonabarabran. And uh, we've also got all your favourite features, plenty of good reading besides. Have a great Caulfield Cup day. Back plenty of winners and we'll talk to you next week on the Preview Podcast.